bottom line, if LeBron wins a championship this year, no one can say that he's any less than number two overall. Back to the Getting Buckets podcast. I'm Ethan. What's up, guys? This is Matt. And we're coming to you today right after the Miami Heat have defeated the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. But before we talk about that series, I think it's going to be important to talk about the breaking news that has occurred in the last couple of hours. Doc Rivers has been fired as the Clippers head coach. Now, this is something that we talked about a lot in depth um, last week. And we already said that, you know, he's probably going to get fired or he's going to be on the hot seat because of the second 3-1 lead he's given up with his team. And it happened because he really wasn't living up to all the expectations, with, especially with the roster that they have. And just to give up a 3-1 lead against the Nuggets was really unacceptable. So he's gone. And I'm curious as to what you think, Matt, because we talked about this last week and... I I didn't think he was going to get fired. I thought they were going to give him one more chance. But you actually thought he would be let go. So what do you think? Yeah, I was expecting that at some point in next season, around the middle of this season, that they would go through some sort of like losing streak and then that's when Doc Rivers would be fired. But I did say at the beginning of the the, uh, podcast that uh, he was clearly on the hot seat. Just after that performance that the Clippers with that loaded roster, what they put against the Denver Nuggets, uh, objectively a less talented team, they definitely have, you know, some superstars on their their team too with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray, but the Clippers definitely have just a better team overall, and usually the way these things go is that it falls on the coach. So I did say that he was on the hot seat for sure probably before people in general were kind of saying that in between when we recorded that podcast and when the news dropped today from from Woj on Twitter um but uh yeah no it's it's definitely still a shock it's still a shock because Doc Rivers is such a giant in the NBA community he's been coaching for so many years he has so many accomplishments with so many great teams and great players so anytime something of this magnitude happens it's it's going to be shocking yeah, definitely shocking, and I really thought they would give him one more chance to run back with this team. But listen, I guess Steve Ballmer said, you know, he's been with this team a long time, and he's done this once before, and he didn't really see the point of keeping him around. Well, so so, so who I, think, uh, who do you think they're going to go after now? That's a really good question. Um, you know, Sam Cassell is on the staff right now. Ty Lue is, Ty Lue is on the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, either one of those candidates could be a viable option. Uh, but, you know, I think Ty Lue also might be interested in taking the Sixers job if Mike D'Antoni doesn't take it. So I don't even know what's going to happen. And I also heard rumors about Sam Cassell maybe the coach in Houston. So I don't really know what's going to happen and who's going to coach this team. I assume it's going to be either Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. But I don't know. I don't really Jeff know. Jeff Van Gundy maybe? I, yeah, that's also possible too. So obviously the firing was deserved. There's obviously no uh, doubt about that. But what do you think is next for this team now that Doc Rivers is gone? Do you think that they have a chance to run it back at the championship or not really? 
Um, I do. I do. I think that they have a chance to run it back for another championship. I definitely do. If they keep their roster the way it is, uh, you can just fill in any sort of like mediocre coach, and they'll still be able to run it back if they still have the same roster. Uh, but Montrez Harrell is an unrestricted free agent this year, correct? And Marcus Morris. And Marcus yeah. Morris. I, I mean, Marcus Morris, he's he's not really going to be a huge hurt if he leaves, but Trez is kind of integral to their team. He's He won six man of the year, right? Uh, so, yep. you know, that would definitely hurt if he ends up leaving. Uh, if they keep the roster together... Obviously, if they manage to keep everyone together, because there was also another rumor, or there was like you know some side rumors or whatever you want to call it, some some whispers rather, uh, that Paul George is being shopped. Really? Yeah. yeah no, there there. Well, there I was, actually did not there, hear that. There were whispers well. that Paul George was actually being shopped recently. Uh, just well, may, maybe just putting out like it, you know a, a translation maybe they're just putting out like feelers just asking around like like hey like what do you guys think of Paul George right now maybe just trying to like get like what his trade market theoretically would be uh, but but yeah they I, I did hear that they are doing that so you know assuming that everything stays the same the roster stays the, the same they're going to be just as strong as they are next as as they were this year next year and honestly they'll uh, maybe they'll be even more pissed and they'll and they'll go harder and maybe they'll try and do some some changes like you know not give Kawhi load management cuz clearly that wasn't clearly that didn't work they were giving Kawhi load management all year and all the other guys giving load management all year and in the end, in Game Seven, what happened? They were they were exhausted. They were exhausted. Uh, there was you know another report that came out that they couldn't play more than three minutes without being doubled over, uh, you know, panting in and out, because they they literally just, just didn't have the conditioning. How do you get the conditioning from playing games, from having practice, and you're sitting out every third game? You're you're not really you're you're not able to. You're not able to translate that to a playoff environment because in the playoffs, you have games every other day. You're not going to be able to just sit out a game four just because, quote-unquote, load management. Can't do that. So the guys kind of have to get used to it during the uh, season. So I, I yeah. definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree that they can uh, go for another run at the championship if they keep their roster together. But that's a big if because, honestly, there may be a lot of uh, movement in this offseason, so we'll see what happens. You know, though, if Trez leaves and they're able to, you know, sign maybe like a... You know, isn't Paul Millsap a free agent? Um, maybe. I, I, to be honest, I'm not so, sure. I think he yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, I'm... But Paul Millsap is... I, not, I don't think is the right... Um, but but he's the same kind of like mold or like the same kind of like player the same position really as Montrez. So if Montrez leaves and they replace him with a guy like Paul Millsap, I don't really think it would be that big of a deal for them. I I think that it wouldn't really even hurt all that much. So yeah, but Paul Millsap isn't going to give you nineteen points a game. No, nah, he definitely isn't, and the other guys are going to have to step up. But they could, you know. That that money that uh they would have paid to Montrez, they go and pay Paul Millsap and some other free agent and replace the uh production that way. Uh, it's it's definitely it's definitely an an option for them. 
Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, so now let's talk about um, the series that just happened with, between the Heat and the Celtics. So, Matt, I actually, I'm curious as to what your reactions are to the series and how it ended. It was just, it was definitely shocking. Just the season in general was just shocking. Or rather, excuse me, the, the series in general was uh, shocking. Because for the entire year, the, the entire season, I was picking that Boston was going to make it out of the Eastern Conference. I was, they were my team to make it out of the East since literally the 2019-2020 season began in October, which feels forever ago because, you know, it, it actually kind of was. Um, and even when the bubble playoffs started, when the playoff, when the season resumed, I was still saying that Boston is my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference. And then this, out of nowhere, this juggernaut, the Miami Heat, having guys like Duncan Robinson, who his, his LinkedIn literally has him that he's, like, a guard forward on the Miami Heat, and he has, like, an, an internship that he did in 2017, and there was all of those, like, uh, pictures shared on Twitter of him texting all of these, like, sports management guys looking to get a job after his senior year in Michigan because he thought he wasn't going to continue his uh, sports career. You have guys like Tyler Hero, who's 20, younger than both of us, Guys like Jimmy Butler, who the the media just loves to uh, be against all the time, like his his antics in Minnesota's antics in Philadelphia, Bam Adebayo his first like real year of being a star, the the Miami Heat they are a scrappy team and and credit needs to be given to Eric Spoelstra also fantastic fantastic the best coach, coach in the NBA yeah, right probably now. right now the yeah. the best coach he he did a phenomenal job with them. And they're just playing so, so well together. The Heat are just playing so well. And Boston just wasn't really able to meet that firepower. They have a lot of stars, but they didn't really have the... They didn't really have the coordination. They didn't really have the... Uh, what's what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? They, they, they weren't a, a, the same cohesive unit that Miami was. And in the end, it, yeah. it costed them. Jason, uh, yeah, Jason Tatum, he was a superstar. Jalen Brown was a superstar. But after that, Kemba Walker was like meh. Marcus Smart was meh. Marcus Smart was actually pretty good, but overall like meh. Gordon Hayward was pretty meh though. Gordon Hayward was was meh, more on the side of you know crap. Yeah, shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, I definitely agree that it was shocking. But at the same time, I do think that Boston actually did have the more talented team. Uh, but you know, it just probably, yeah. comes. It just comes to show that um, a cohesive team with amazing team chemistry could could beat any team in the NBA. And that's what this Miami Heat team is. They play together. You know, Jimmy Butler was clowned by the media. You know, they called him a diva. They called him a locker room cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, look who's look who's laughing now. Jimmy Butler's in the NBA Finals, so he no one can tell him shit. He's in the Finals. He led a team to the Finals. Sixers fans and Timberwolves fans on suicide watch. Carl Anthony Towns on suicide watch. Yeah, Joel so, on suicide watch. Ben Simmons on suicide yeah. watch. All yeah, I mean, like, and obviously, there's obviously going to be a lot of doubters saying, "Oh, they only did this because it was COVID, blah blah blah." But 
I don't know, man. I think that this result probably would have happened anyway, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't really know. This The bubble playoffs is, is kind of different. The bubble playoffs makes it harder because, because there isn't... Yeah, it definitely uh, does. There isn't any home court yeah. advantage. So you you really see who's you yeah, really like, see like who's you, the best you see team. who's true. You're not you don't really, you don't because home court advantage will give you know those you know it's like like a slightly unfair swing to the the home team. They're they're like like pumped up after like a dunk and then that just energizes their entire team and deflates the away team. But the the beautiful thing about the the bubble is that they are completely even ground completely totally even ground this is just pure talent just who wants it more also the guys aren't able to you know go home to their you know wives or girlfriends they aren't able to go out to the to the club and you know and and party all night like they go back to the hotel and you know lebron is sipping wine playing madden you know like like they're they're not able to like have yeah, fun. No. They have to go back to the hotel and they they leave the arenas and walking around the campus they're wearing masks they're you know following through with extremely strict uh, protocols the food isn't that good and it's it's really just who wants it more jimmy butler just showed us he just wants this more than anyone and we we already you know knew that about lebron yeah so i think we should get into the details a little bit about boston sure so they obviously lost but how bright do you think the future is of this team? I s- yeah, I still think that uh, Boston's future is incredibly bright. I still think that they have the brightest future of any team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, even more so than the Miami Heat, because you know, Jimmy Butler's uh, 31 now. So he's, he's past his prime. And then after J- Jimmy Butler, their team really isn't that great. He's kind of just that missing piece that they, that they needed, it turned out. But... Uh, Boston is so clearly, is so clearly the, uh, you know, team in the Eastern Conference with the brightest future. They're going to make an an NBA Finals appearance at some point if they granted if they keep Tatum and Brown. I just love the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown pairing. I think they're just fantastically, uh, they fantastically complement each other. And I really just like teams that have two all-star wing players, like small forward, shooting guard, interchangeable. I, I think those are the, the teams that are the most well-built for deep playoff runs because those guys can usually, just, just having scores on the wing, all-star scores on the wing, two of them on both sides, it's, it's hard to defend against that, obviously in a regular season, but it's, it's even harder to do that in the playoffs because a lot of times what happens in the playoffs late in the game you just need a creator you just need the guy who can just put the ball in the basket like so many different like game plans teams will have small ball long ball in the post outside whatever when there's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're and you're down two points you just need a guy who can go out and get you a bucket and having you know guys on the wing that can do that for you two of them two options that's it's just the the best so, I, I, you know, Jason Tatum, he had uh, 26 points in the series, nine rebounds, five or six assists, played really, really well. Uh, Jalen Brown, like 24 points, seven rebounds, something like that. So, definitely did really well. 
No, I definitely agree. Um, I do think that the Celtics are going to be a powerhouse in the Eastern Conference, especially when you look at Jason Tatum's only, what, like 21 or something? And Jalen Brown is like 22, so yeah. they're really young. They're going to be good for a really long time. And I think they're also probably going to try to maybe construct, try to get a, a, maybe another piece. I don't know how much cap space they have because they're going to offer Jalen uh, Jason Tatum the max this summer, but I don't know. They're definitely set up really well for the future. They have Brad Stevens, who's still um, definitely, you could say, he got a little bit outclassed by Eric Spolster, but he definitely still is. He definitely still is a top top five coach in the NBA. So um, I think they're really set up well for the future. Um, yeah, I really buy, I like the team. And obviously, Kemba Walker, we talked about it already, really didn't live up to expectations. He, they needed him to be more of that Charlotte guy in the playoffs. He wasn't that. I don't think he he averaged a little bit under twenty, which is around his even his well, season well, average. Also, do you yeah really do you think wasn't that, as uh, Boston has the brightest future in the East? Also, I I said I said I said yeah that I think they do, but I I do think that the Celtics in the playoffs wish that they had Kyrie <laughs> Irving instead maybe, of Kemba at that maybe moment. Maybe that's that's interesting because Kyrie would. Kyrie, say whatever you want about Kyrie. He balls out when he needs to. Yeah. So, it, it definitely seems like if they had Kyrie this series instead of Kemba, they would have won. That's for sure. But who's to say I, that if they had a Kyrie, you know, at the beginning, they would even make it to this point? Because it definitely seemed like the guys enjoyed playing with Kemba more. No, definitely. I'm just yeah. saying from a, from a talent perspective, I think Kyrie would is definitely above well, yeah, Kemba Walker. Yeah. Well, now I think we should definitely look onto the finals, which what are starting on Wednesday. So, LeBron versus his former team. How do you think it's gonna play out? Uh, Lakers in six. It'll it'll be a fight. I agree. I, I agree too that it's Lakers in six, but I don't think you can count out the Miami Heat in any uh, at all. But obviously, LeBron is gonna be super motivated to get his fourth ring. But this Miami Heat team really can just pull out games out of nowhere. There's just even in certain times in the playoffs where they've been down a lot, but they just fight and they're just winning in the most unexpected way. So I really think that um, the Heat really are live dogs. I think that they definitely have a chance to win. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets pushed to seven. And if you think about it too, this Miami Heat coaching staff knows a lot about LeBron because of the time that he spent there. So maybe that's an advantage for them. Well, yeah, I think but that I don't know. the Lakers are clearly the more superior team. If we're going to go and look at the matchups between the Lakers and the Heat, you have Anthony Davis is going to be going head-to-head against Bam, which is basically like, you know, the final boss fight in the Godzilla movies. Like, they're, they're going to be really, like, throwing blows yeah. at, at each other. Uh, but at the end of the day, Anthony Davis is the more talented basketball player, so he will win that matchup and and um, more often than not throughout the series be able to neutralize Bam and minimize the amount of neutralization that Bam will do against him. So uh, in that matchup, it's going to be a net positive for the Lakers. LeBron against Jimmy Butler. Come on. Everyone knows the answer there. LeBron's the best all time. He's going to win his fourth ring this year. Uh, and yep. 
then at that point, the Lakers just have more experience than the Miami Heat. You know, the, the Miami Heat, they're, they're a young team. Tyler here, 20. Duncan Robinson's like 22, 23 or something like that. Like, he's that young. But actually, no. I, is, is Duncan Robinson actually that young? Duncan Robinson. He's I think he's like 20. Okay. Twenty-five. But, but like, this is like his first like real year in the twenty-six. NBA, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first year he's actually like known. Yeah. But yeah, so at this late stage in the playoffs, uh, you want guys who have experience. The Lakers have that. The Lakers have Ray, uh, Rajon Rondo. They have Dwight Howard. Definitely. These guys have been in the NBA. Have been all star superstars for, you know, more than a decade. Dwight Howard carried a team to the NBA Finals 11 years ago. So he's been doing this for a long time. Rajon Rondo nearly did the, the yeah. same thing in 2012. He almost unseated LeBron in that in that glorious 2012 Celtics run. That was unbelievable to watch. Uh, you know, yeah. the Lakers have who else? They have Danny Green, guy who's been there, done that. You know, valuable piece on the, the 2014 Spurs run. Valuable piece last year in Toronto. He's he's a guy who's who just knows how to get you a, a bucket. Kuzma yeah. is, is you know he's young and, and experienced, but he's he fits in the the team. Uh, the the he is he. I think Kuzma's overrated as shit, but I he's mean, a like he'll piece. he'll be able to. He isn't going to be a net loss for them. He'll he'll be able to uh, help out. But overall, I just kind of see this as, um, you know, the the two best players in Miami are who? Bam and Jimmy, right? The Lakers' two best players are LeBron and AD, yeah. and they... LeBron and AD. Yeah, it's and not even, it's it's not not like even close as much as I love like Jimmy Butler. Positions. They play the exact same positions. So they are going to be matched up against each other. So obviously it's going to swing in the Lakers' favor. And then outside of that, the Lakers just have more you know veteran uh, experience. The only real veteran that the Miami Heat have is um, Andre uh, Iguodala. You know, they also have Udonis Haslam, who's, you know, definitely been there, done that. But, you know, has has, has, has he ever left the bench in? Yeah, but he, does, he doesn't in play. the past three years? Not sure. Yeah. No, he right. is. No, so, he's just been you know, Andre Iguodala is the only guy who has any veteran experience. And, and he does have a lot. He Don't get me wrong, he has a lot. Uh, but the Lakers have more. And the Lakers, that, that veteran experience is going to is really going to help late in this playoff series when they get to, like, game five. So I want to ask you, what do you think a title will for mean Jimmy for Jimmy Butler's, Butler's legacy? legacy? Let's see. I, you, you know what I'm trying to think, then? I'm trying to think of a guy who I could compare that. So, so you know, okay. You know what? If... Yeah, so if the Miami Heat win this championship, the team that I would, if, you know, to compare them throughout to other teams in NBA history, the team that would, that they strike me the most like are the 2004 Pistons. Guys who, you know, the... Yeah, definitely. Like, Jimmy Butler is, you know, I, I don't even really know if he is a superstar. Probably not. Bam's probably not a superstar. They they are all star level, but uh, but the the, the Pistons not, have not, been not yet. players. No. They had Ben Wallace. They're all stars. Uh, they had Rasheed Wallace. They had Chauncey Billups. They had Rip Hamilton. They Chauncey they were, Billups. 
I'm not sure if they were all stars at that point. None of those guys were considered. Exactly none of those guys were considered superstars. Super so Miami Heat, they would strike me as like a 2004 Pistons type team, just you know, a team that kind of like came out of nowhere, just played really, really well, and just killed everyone along the way. You know, I I, I guess that that happens every so often. Uh, Jimmy Butler would be instant Hall of Fame status. Instant Hall of Fame status if he wins a chip this I year. I agree. You know, honestly though, if he you know he made the the finals this year, if he if if he makes yeah if he if he makes I think that's already Hall of Fame. Finals, to be honest, he's guaranteed a, a few more All Star teams. Yeah, or if he makes maybe a couple he makes All Star teams, a couple or maybe teams. just like a couple more like deep playoff runs, like with this this Heat team and you know into the uh, next few years of this of this decade. I I think he's. Uh, Definitely a Hall of Fame worthy, but in 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 terms of this twenty twenty Miami Heat team, if they end up yeah, winning the, the championship, they'd be very similar to the to the uh, 04 Pistons. It'd be very interesting to uh, see. Yeah, what's 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 different about this situation to that situation is that the uh, 04 Lakers were mired in controversy, and Shaq and Kobe practically. Couldn't even look at each other anymore, and that's not the case with uh, LeBron and AD, who are really best buddies on the team. So, uh, I I mean, the Heat. I definitely agree. If Jimmy Butler wins this title, instant Hall of Fame, legendary status. If he wins this title, and that would just be one of the greatest stories in the NBA. Honestly, one of the greatest stories ever told. When you think about the career of Jimmy Butler, who was what, like the last pick in the first yeah, round or in the, the second the round 30s. or something like that? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And was in Chicago, 30th pick in, in Chicago. And when he was there, and you know, Derrick Rose already was injured, but they had a couple of deep playoff runs with the Bulls, and then he was definitely their best player. And he wanted out of Chicago. They sent him over to Minnesota. He... Played. They made the playoffs with him, and then um, you know we all know the story. He just said they're all they're everybody's soft. When he leaves, they can't even get close to the playoffs anymore. He goes to the Sixers. They they are one possession away from beating the Raptors and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And who knows what would have happened? They could have went to the finals that year. And then he comes to Miami, and they they're in the finals right now. So. Jimmy Butler really has had a really great story in, in his NBA career, and if he really wins this title, it'll really just be the a really nice um, bow tie to cap off an amazing season for him. And um, what do you think that this title would mean for LeBron's legacy? I think it's definitely a more interesting question because you know LeBron been to nine, ten finals now. This would be his tenth finals. And if, in my opinion, if he wins, he would be the undisputed uh, GOAT for me. Because he would be the first player ever to win three championships. And presumably would also be the finals MVP. So be the first player to win three finals MVPs. A legendary career. And, you know, I don't think he's done winning titles with the Lakers either. If they win this year, I think they're probably going to win at least one one more while he's there. So he potentially could have five championships by the time he retires will probably end up being one of the greatest Laker players of all time. 
in a very short span, but I don't know. LeBron James is crazy. It's hard to bet against him at the, even at this age, with given the production that he's showing, finished second in the MVP this year, which is crazy. So yeah, I'm curious as to what you think. Well, this, how so this at this would point, affect LeBron's legacy. You know, I like to say that LeBron, in my mind, is the greatest of all time. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I've said it multiple times in conversations to. You know, really anyone who will listen to my my take on the GOAT of uh, the NBA. So currently, he's won three championships, right? He won two in Miami. He won one in Cleveland. Uh, If he wins this year in L.A., that gives him four championships. MJ won six. Realistically, I, I don't think that you can say that he's the undisputed GOAT. Because MJ was an incredible basketball talent. He was an he was he was an incredible player. No, no, no. Like, like I'm, I'm just uh, I'm not disputing that. I'm just picking out that one word in your in your uh, in the the thing that you just said, undisputed goat. Because I think that there is still a case for either or, right? Like it's it's clearly at, at this at this point, I would say LeBron is you know at a minimum the second best player ever. Whether he he wins. Uh, this championship or not. If he wins this championship, it's a hundred percent he's lowest gonna be rated uh number two. But I don't really think it's an undisputed thing yet. LeBron has to do a little bit more. Listen, if he wins one more championship in, in LA, maybe not in the bubble. Because the bubble is a little different. I, I understand that it is harder. You know, I, I just said that like a, like a second ago, that it's, it's truly just who's a more talented team. But it would also mean a lot for his legacy if he wins a championship in front of, like in Staples Center, in front of fans. Right? Like that, that would also be like a huge thing. So if he manages to win one this year and manages to win one more post-COVID then I would be very comfortable with saying that he's the best of all time. I don't think that he would be the undisputed number one because MJ is always going to still have a... Uh, he's, he's, he's always still going to have a strong argument. Incredible argument. The only way that LeBron would have been the undisputed number one is if he won six championships because I think that their career accomplishments overall or their career skill level overall just from like the eye test probably goes to LeBron so if he has equal amount of championships uh you know it would it would swing in LeBron's favor but then again also MJ won a lot more other awards that LeBron didn't like MJ won defensive player of the year awards uh and LeBron never did so there is still gonna be that there is still going to be those things that MJ has that LeBron doesn't, and LeBron will never be able to, to get. I, I don't really think that LeBron is going to be able to win three championships in, in L.A. I think that, you know, if he wins this year, I think he will win. He'll, he'll probably only be able to win one more. I don't really think he can win two more in L.A., especially because he's he's 35 now. He'll be 36 next year. If, if he doesn't win next year, I don't think he'll win another one. Like, it's... You, you can kind of see some games he is slowing down. Some games he'll he'll revert back to, you know, prime LeBron like how he did in Game I agree. Five against Denver. Like he had he had like thirty eight, like fifteen boards, ten assists, whatever. 
Um, but you can see some games he's not the same LeBron that we remember. That could also be that that could also be because he's in the bubble and he isn't doing the the same like treatment on himself that he's like you know usually able to do. That that could definitely be it, uh, be it also. Uh, but I digress. I think that bottom line, if LeBron wins a championship this year, no one can say that he's any less than number two overall. That's that's what I think this will do for his his legacy. If he, if he wins this year, not a single soul can say he's less than number two. Can people say he's he's number one? Sure. Can people say he's number two? Also sure. Can people say he's number three or below? No way. He is clearly at at a minimum this the second best player of all time if he wins I this agree. year. No questions asked. And you can make an even stronger argument for that he's the best ever. Thank you for listening to the Getting Buckets podcast. So, uh, subscribe to us on Apple and subscribe to us on Spotify. Thank you guys for all the support. We're over 800 followers now on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. <laughs>